thanks. That's all for today. Thanks, 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 that's all for today. Thank you, that's all for today. Thanks, that's all for today. Thanks, that's all for today. Thanks, that's all for today. Hello and welcome back to Thanks That's All For Today, a podcast hosted by me, Harriet Mullen. Welcome back. I hope you're all having a lovely Sunday. It's great to be back, two episodes a week at the moment. I hope you're enjoying them. And huge thanks to my last guest, Isaac, for joining me on Wednesday. Now today I'm back with episode seven with my agent and head of musical theatre division at TTA, Melissa Kersons, or Mel as I call her. In this week's episode, we chat all about Mel's career before she became an agent, how we became agent and client, and her do's and don'ts for auditions. So without further ado, here's episode seven with my agent, Mel Kersons. Hello everyone and welcome back to Thanks That's All For Today, a podcast hosted by me, Harriet Mullen. And today I have a very, very special guest with me. I have my agent, Mel Kersons. Hello, Mel. Hello. How are you? Very good. Yeah. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. It's so lovely to see you. I miss it's you. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, hasn't it? It has. It's been ages. Absolutely ages. It is very nice to see you. It's nice to see anyone, isn't it? But especially nice to see you. I totally agree with you. I think in the last year, I've only really seen the postman. I've got a favourite postman now, Mel. Uh, not in a rude way or anything like that, but I... <laughs> I've got a favourite postman. Um, that's the extent of my social life. So it's lovely to see you. Yes. And your gorgeous son earlier. It was so lovely. I haven't seen him since he was a baby, but he's so polite that he said he remembered me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? He's got a really weird memory. Like there's a chance he does. And tomorrow he'll get up and be like, do you remember when I wore my lemon? I was going to say leotard. He definitely wasn't in a leotard. I think we called them baby grows. And Harriet held me. <laughs> after she signed a contract I love that I love that he's so lovely your children are absolutely beautiful absolutely gorgeous so we are recording this obviously I am in my home but Mel's in her gorgeous new home her palace looking gorgeous I'm going to delve right into your credits and training, etc. Now, I know you as a very successful MT agent. I didn't know your performing history. And I obviously knew you'd been a performer. But I've, I'm going to go into it now and, and go through your credits. If there's anything that you're like... Oh, please add that I will for sure so Mel is in charge of the musical theatre division at TTA and her training was actually at the Hertfordshire Theatre School for three years she has performed in showcases in the West End at the Fortune Theatre and Her Majesty's Theatre is that correct oh (laughs) that as in graduating showcases yeah that's where we graduated yeah how cool yeah it was it was amazing it feels like a long long time ago I'm thinking that I did my like final year performances like in a classroom and (laughs) I didn't have all this graduation showcases and honestly to me that's fab also I didn't know this about you but I was in Parma year before last um texting you about an audition and you were like oh my god I love Parma and I didn't remember that Family holiday. Family holiday, yeah. 
family holiday. We want to go back for dad's 60th next year. We love it there. But uh, I, I read that you traveled around Europe singing in a variety of shows, including as a lead vocalist with a jazz band. I didn't know this. Yes. And yes. that you lived in Mallorca for four years, performing in a variety of shows, including her own cabaret. Yes, I did. I did. I sort of lived the um, the holiday lifestyle for yeah. far too long, traveling around hotels, like restaurants and stuff, and performing in in a, in a variety of shows. Yeah, amazing. Get literally getting paid to live the dream. Yeah. Did yeah. you get to wear great outfits? Because that's that's yes. the perks of being a singer and doing shows like that. Like you get to wear fab outfits. Yes. Yeah, we did have good outfits. But no wigs, disappointingly. Oh. Do you know what? In, and I, I, my career was 10 years and I never wore a wig. Mel, do, would you like to wear one? I don't like wearing them. Do you see this hairline has been ruined by Kirby grips and pin curls? I feel like I would like to try it. I've had elaborate hairstyles, but never a wig. What would you go for if you could wear a wig? Mm, probably uh, a big huge kind of disco afro I think unreal we've got to make that happen I think so that has to happen the next time I see you <laughs> um also I was reading I've written here tv Asta <laughs> I was the um I was the actual bum slap girl you know that as the prize ding ding that was me yeah oh my god no idea yeah, that was me oh my god that's as the yeah, price yeah as the price and um they have different um adverts all the time sorry my son's gonna come in now that's okay are you going to bed good night rupert love you. Bye. see you tomorrow bye, bye. love you bye bye <laughs> oh my gosh so cute um it was like uh, Easter special or like a back to school it was only on for like a month but I was the um I would they put a prosthetic bump on me which is ironic because I feel like I've been pregnant my whole life um <laughs> but at that stage I was not and um yeah and I mean Addison Lee came and picked me up and I had a wonderful day took me home it was very nice so I've got to ask how did you audition to be the bum in Aston? <laughs> Oh, my, my agent just rang me up one day and said, they've seen your picture. You've got it. Oh, my God. I love that. Which never happened. Well, I mean, it does happen, but obviously not on my side of things um, at the agency. But yeah. that maybe happened to me. That would be great. Can you imagine? <laughs> We've written the Harriet show yeah. for the West End and we didn't tell her, is she free? <laughs> yes and there's also going to be a film and a book excellent love that <laughs> love that I've also got next your tv credits Holby City Bad Education and Radio Classic FM tell me oh so um Classic FM was another commercial I was like a glamorized walk-on what it was it was one of the uh what are they called you know the the adverts where it's made to look like a room full of normal people and then suddenly everyone's like a dancer and stuff yeah what are they like a flash mob like a flash mob yeah. um 
Um, so that was that one. Holby City, I was a regular extra for about six months. Amazing. They have, it's like it's its own actual hospital where wow. even the extras are regulars and um, like you get to know everybody. And it, yeah, it's a, it's a very kind of small, cozy environment. So it's a so great that. experience. Yeah, it was. Do you know what it really was? And watching people like re- people that are very talented at the, like working at their craft every day is kind of priceless. I think. Mm. I think I think Definitely. that's really good. E- like crew members and obviously the actors and everything. It's just very eye opening. How did you get into extra work? Because I've I've heard and have personal experience. I feel like it's so hard to get into extra work. Yes, I joined a couple of extra agencies. I must have applied when I was about 20 for basically all of them. But there were names that kept popping up that that this was 15 years ago that are still popular today, as far as I'm aware. And there was some that seemed to focus more on ethnic minorities and stuff. So... Uh, being BAME, there were a couple straight away that were super interested. And um, because I lived North London, so I was close to like Elstree Studios yeah. and all of that, it, it just sort of all clicked into place. It is, it is one of those things, but I've got lots of friends that never got a sniff of extra work and I was doing it all the time. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very strange how it all works out. And I just can't believe you are the Asta girl. I just can't. I'm going to find it. I'm yes, please it do. You. Please do. I love that. <laughs> that is amazing. That's my favourite credit of all time, I think. So before we get into sort of how we how we met... We have quite a unique client and an agent story and probably, yes. <laughs> probably why, maybe why we get on so well. We have a good working relationship, but we do get on very well. And we've had some really lovely, very inspirational theatre trips going to see like beautiful and dream girls. And I've seen some great theatre with you, which is really, really great to be able to have that relationship with your agent. You know, obviously you don't ever want to let them down and you don't want to have that relationship where you're, you know, taking the mick and being like, no, I'm not doing that or or nudging. I didn't even realise you could nudge on spotlight. That must be so annoying. Like on MSN, you can like nudge people. But I, I think we've got a great relationship and it's a good, it's a really good balanced relationship. And I feel like I can ring you after a first round or a, a recall or a final and know that, you not only sort of like hear me out like what happened but you're also like um very calming for me because I'm quite erratic after my auditions sometimes we've spoken before (laughs) when you've been like in a massive open and you've been there since like three in the morning (laughs) and then when you think I'm up at like half seven you'll be like um should I still stay here or (laughs) I'm still two miles away from the building. (laughs) We actually have, and I really love that you have a human way of, I know it sounds silly, but a human understanding with your clients that actually, if you are like three miles away from the building at an open and it's two o'clock in the afternoon 
and you know you're not going to get seen by six, you will give me the honest sort of advice of like, actually, Harriet, you know, either A, you should wait it out because you're right for this show, or B, it's you're going to get pneumonia. Yeah, you're going to get pneumonia and they're actually looking for a different vocal type. So thank you. But do you, you. know what it is? <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, as an agent, you're kind of invested in your client. It's hard not to like them. So you can't just like worship somebody, like think somebody is a wonderful performer and really believe in them and not like them. Mm. Like I find that's a really hard line not to not to cross. So I, if I have a client who I feel is really talented, is going to work really well, be really successful, and they're really lovely, and I can have a glass of wine with them, then that is brilliant. Uh, yeah. That's like. That's the best thing. And honesty is super important both ways, I think. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've learned at TTA is if you give honesty, you get it back. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're not, if some, if one side isn't honest, you're wasting time and we don't have time to waste. There's literally nothing worse than wasting time. Yeah. So like, I feel really quickly with you we just got on and that was the foundation I won't say because we should tell the story yeah I I just have to say as well we have had some of the most hilarious situations in terms of like you know for Scylla I had about eight rounds and obviously that's over a few months and I rang you when you were at Glastonbury with good news um I'd I rang you once when you were at a funeral um, yes. and then, oh, yes. you remember? No, I ran you then I think I came out of it and was like Harriet I've got an email I need to talk to you yeah oh my gosh it was always it's always been at crazy times and then yeah. also when you were on maternity leave and I was offered Scylla I rang you and surprised you with the news yeah. but let's go back to a time in 2016 <laughs> gosh, when I yeah when I went to the Actors Centre in London and I'd seen an advert in the stage for TTA and they were looking for musical theatre performers and actors and dancers and singers and I think there was about 50 people to 70 people there it was a big open call I think it was like I say it was an open we had to email first yeah you had to email and be kind of there was a system of approval so things like if you hadn't trained at kind of a recognisable London college, then there you would need to have backed up your application with um, some links to showreel footage and, mm. and that kind of thing. So you snuck it in that way somehow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> somehow without any drama school credit on my CV. It was a really momentous day because I went to London and that day I stayed overnight with my best friend Giselle and she was doing some buying for her dad's company and I auditioned for a, dra- a kid's drama school to be a teacher that day. And then later on, for TTA and so it was like this is my make or break going to London lol only two auditions and I was like this is it make or break me making it (laughs) funny oh naive so I, I was deciding to move away from Brighton and I was like I'm going to London and I hadn't gone to drama school obviously as we know and obviously back then I had no idea about dressing for your cast ability or dressing as a blank canvas I literally thought it was the brighter the better so Mel, can you remember what I was wearing? So, loosely, 
like an all-in-one, I want to say cat suit because it was a bit <laughs> disco dancey as opposed to like casual jumpsuit. It was I think a full-on jumpsuit. <laughs> and I feel like it was glittery. Yeah, it was. It had stars on it. And it was glittery. And like a hole to neck, I think, and mm-hmm. then like down to your toes mm-hmm. and and a bright purple leather jacket. <laughs> Which was iridescent as well. Like a biker jacket, yes. <laughs> It was. And I have to say, I was living in Brighton at the time. I'm still extra AF, but it was all about going to record companies and like standing out and being, I'd been in a girl band and it was like, make your mark. Totally different to musical theatre. Like looking at me there, you'd probably just think Starlight Express, like what are you wearing? I think I probably quiffed my hair as well. Um, So yeah, we had to sit around, say an interesting fact. And then... I remember I was really, I really liked Andy. I thought he was really funny. Everyone always likes Andy. When, when I interviewed for them, I, yeah. I yeah, really liked Andy. For a, a group audition, it was one of my favourites. I, I met actually some really nice people there. It was a really great day. And then at the end of the day, I was absolutely buzzing. because I was like, this is easy, this bit. I've just got to go in and sing. <laughs> this is the easiest bit. I've got through the hardest bit. I was buzzing. I was like waiting to go in. I sat on the chair right by the door. And then I think you said something like you needed to go or somebody needed to go. And you were like, I'm just going to watch one more before you had to go. Or someone had to. Yeah. I remember thinking you are the empty lady. I want to be seen by her. And I'm going to hand the story over to you now because I think you'll tell it much better. So I. (laughs) Well, I just, I remember... You reminded me of like a glittery disco ball and also my former self as like a 14-year-old disco competition dancer. I had a red lip on as well, probably. Yeah. So I was a bit like, oh, she's she's come kind of to the to the wrong thing. I think I'm not sure she thinks she's looking for an agent. I'm not, I'm not sure. And you sang One Night Only from Dream Girls. And I guess I would say I had quite a traditional training mm. at my at my college and it was kind of to know your castability and kind of know who you are and, and what the panel are looking for and that kind of thing. And then lovely slim redhead comes in dressed as a disco ball and sings. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, little disclaimer, I actually chose that song because at the time where I was in the music industry, it was all about bringing that massive song, that huge money note song to an audition. I didn't think about it being my castability. I wasn't in that musical theatre kind of mindset at the time. It was genuinely pick a song that you love to sing, that you can really show off to. And that is why I chose that song. Yeah, great song. Everyone loves it. And I mean, I, I see like where you were coming from now. We didn't see it at the time. Because also you came in so bright and bubbly and then obviously you've got this big, lovely kind of soul belty voice that nobody saw coming out of the glitter ball. No. <laughs> and um, and I think Andy, bless him, was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And I remember sitting next to Leone and saying, um, that's our TV and film agent, and saying, who is she? 
It's so funny. I like, honestly, to go from the music industry where it's all about like, stand out, be different, take risks. I just wanted to sing my show off song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I remember- what though? Wouldn't it be nice if everyone could just turn up wearing their favorite <laughs> thing, feeling really kind of jazzy on that day, sing the song that they know they can smash. Wouldn't that be a lovely world? That would Wouldn't be that nice. be great? And- <laughs> That's why my first job was keep dancing because that's yes. exactly what that audition yeah. was. Yeah. And what was funny was when I got that first audition through, you were like, um, I think you're going to have to ignore what I said about not singing dream girls. And you're going <laughs> to have to do a big soulful disco number. And they've requested that you wear something like fabulous to the audition. How yeah. funny, funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I have to say, you said at the end of the audition, like, you know, if you want to back up your application, send in a show reel. So I went home, I got the news the next day that funnily enough, I didn't get TTA's representation. And I thought, oh, I'm really disappointed. I thought it went really well. And um, I sent you a 22 minute show reel lot, of all my gig experience and shows that I'd done at BIM. And this is a very music music industry type of showreel. And you email me back like, hi, Harriet, I really enjoyed your showreel. Please, could you come for a meeting? So I was like, oh my gosh, yay. They did like me. So I get the St. Albans address. I go there. I feel like there must have been a few weeks between it oh. because I had absolutely no idea it was you. And I oh, feel- spoiler like alert, Mel. <laughs> I'll just come into that. Sorry. So I, yeah, the few weeks later, it was a good few weeks later and I turn up at the offices and I quickly find out that you have no idea who I am. Yeah, can I just uh, say, I, I, I remember watching your 22 minute show reel and genuinely thinking, okay, so this girl isn't from musical theatre, like that's, that's not what she's done so far, but isn't she cracking? And I just oh. thought... She is like nobody else I've got. She's got such a talent that I must bring her in. So she must come to the office and we must meet her. So oh. that, that's what happened. I think I remember cranking it up. Like if, if somebody does something really good, when we all used to be in a tiny office all together, we'd, I'd be like, hang on, come listen to this, everyone, and crank it up and everyone have a listen. So I, I think that's what happened with you. And I can remember even your headshot that you had running over your showreel as well. Um, I remember that. Honestly, I just came from a different world. It's so funny because I had no idea it was different. I, I'm, I feel like so annoyed at myself that I had no real idea. I thought they were very similar, music and theatre. Absolutely not. So I go in and I suddenly realise Leonie's looking at me like, I know you and you're like looking at me as well and Andy and then I think you're like can you just give us a minute um and then you go into another room god knows I don't know what was said but you all come out again and Leonie's like did we meet you before and I'm like yeah I'm thinking <laughs> that you knew I'm like I was at the um I was at the actor center and you're all like oh oh right <laughs> he dropped not sure if you put two and two together that I was the spaceman at this point disco ball it was hilarious and I just thought oh, I've blown it 
like I remember getting on the like leaving and having a I had a really lovely meeting with you guys and you you spoke to me about what roles I'd like to play and things like that and I remember getting on the tube afterwards and ringing I can't remember who I rang but I was like blown it blown it that's gonna look so shady and I genuinely thought you'd like remembered me and called me in because I'd had such a good audition day and I was like that looks so shady I remember speaking to you afterwards and you were like it was proactive it, it doesn't happen like that often but here we are five years later Gosh. and I can't believe it yeah it shows how people uh, some people I feel are, are supposed to kind of walk a bit together I suppose mm. because there was so many there was so much opportunity there for us not to have connected professionally it happened And so what would you say are the main things if you were attending a agent audition, maybe like a few tips that you could give to listeners or or specific to you at TTA? What are like the main three things that you'd look for in, in a potential client? I would say somebody well presented, mm-hmm. somebody that shows their personality. It's basically going to come across as everything that you did, but don't <laughs> like, so if some if somebody has a particular style then you should show that and you should definitely appear as though you've made an effort so if a guy turns up with a shirt that's not ironed mm. that makes us question how much you want it that yeah. that kind of thing um or if you have buttons like girls or guys anyone buttons that don't do up like the shirt or the dress doesn't fit properly yeah were you, what were you thinking yeah because it's like an interview but, isn't it yeah I, I think you have to present yourself in in the best way possible and be polite but don't be a zombie be be memorable for being kind of the the wonderful person that you are don't just like I think I used to do it when I was young is try and give the answers that I thought people wanted when they yeah. asked you the question yeah, uh, when you might be thinking something slightly different, but you're like, no, they want me to say that I've been singing, acting and dancing since I was two. And, but that's not what people want, actually. Well, like, they, they want to know kind mm. of who you are and not, not the same kind of drivel that everyone could, could yeah. say. And what would you say about song choice? and cuts would you say that my who knows Harriet since representing you I question everything (laughs) (laughs) who knows what are the rules um I would say send a 22 minute show reel after you've been told no (laughs) no really make sure that the song suits you and that you can sing it and I definitely used to pick songs that I loved when I used to sing as opposed to songs that I could sing really well. And it's hard to know because you feel better singing the songs that you love. It's hard to know when it's down to you. Um, it's hard to know yourself really well and say, actually, you're not smashing Tina Turner, which is what I always used to love doing. <laughs> so it, I would say definitely kind of know your limitations and limitations are fine, but you must know them. Yeah, um, fab. I was thinking, do you know, on a panel and this is my personal opinion when you're on a panel and you're listening to people singing at you all day 
you know what what gets me is 50 ballads back to back but people yeah. go into auditions and they sing ballads because they think it shows that they're a superb actor and that they can do a sad face and they can um kind of relate to the song and get emotional and cry and all of that but for me auditioning for an agency like I, I want to see again I want to see your personality I want to see when you go into a West End audition if people are going to remember you for your chat and think oh yeah this person is somebody that I'd like to go for a drink with that kind of thing mm. so for me a big one is if you don't have to do a ballad then maybe don't yeah like even even if you are truly truly a wonderful wonderful singer I, I I feel like happier song is a safer bet and on that note I do actually find by the way it harder to find good upbeat songs with good storytelling yes compared to, really to ballads I, I think my um, we were talking about this in a podcast the other day like something like Anastasia for a pop rock she's got quite a lot of um yeah that was the one baby harriet i think i was about 20 in that baby harriet baby with a quiff um but it's it is funny when they ask for upbeat oh my gosh do i stress because i think naturally we think ballads have more of a, a storytelling side to them but you're right i can imagine if you're listening to the same kind of style all day every day that is hard have you got any like major do's and don'ts in auditions when you're on the panel Definitely leave whatever is going on in your life behind you when you come in Mm -hmm. Um, and don't tell us that you're ill. That's such a big one. And I feel like everybody feels the same, but people still do it. Everyone's ill at some stage. Yeah, but it's that kind of thing. If you've got a cracking personality and we can hear that you're ill and we can hear that you can also sing really well and we like you, that's probably enough. Like at least to take it further and investigate more, you know? Um, that That's a really big one. Timekeeping is is a big one. Um, there's literally no excuse for it. Um, it. It's hard, like the trains can be crap. We all know that. So make sure you are checking your train every 10 minutes for three hours before you need to get on it. Like keep doing that. Make sure that train is gonna get you to where you, need to be and obviously there are circumstances sometimes where you get on the train and it's not going to take you like these things do happen but make sure you can say you tried like you absolutely tried your hardest to get there and be nice that's that's a big one and just prepare yourself for the unexpected and have you got any songs that you're like please don't stink don't sting <laughs> have you got any songs that you're like please do not sing i've heard them so many times or are you still happy to hear Heart Alone? <laughs> it really depends on who's going to sing it. Honestly, I there are some songs that sung by the right person. I could hear that song 50 million times that day. If, if people are going to just come in and continue to smash it, that's fine. But it just comes back to make sure you have got a good song choice for you. Mm. I don't, I don't think there's any songs that I really dislike. It's a bit, I would say it can be a bit different on the children's side because we have the children's agency. Yeah, we give the children yeah. a choice um, to sing 
um, or not to sing because it's mainly it's like children that can act and sing. Mm -hmm. If you hear Castle on a Cloud five million times a day, like that gets you a bit. I would say Castle on the Cloud is probably my my ultimate. And sometimes you get a 25 year old try to sing it, you, you know, like, yeah, that's, it's weird things like that. And you think, oh gosh, I already dislike that song out of the context of the yeah. show. And you're 25, why? It's about who chooses a song, not, not the actual song. And you know, if, if there's that one note in that song, that tells everybody if you are a truly competent singer or not. And yes, you can do that at home in front of your mirror. Mm. But you know you get nervous. Do not take that song to an audition. Don't yeah. do it. And I used to do that as well. I've, I've murdered some stuff. Just don't. Don't do it. Make your life easier and pick songs that you can sing. And do you think a cut is recommended like a 16 bar always always, always have your 16 bars I, I think auditioning for the agency like being on the panel when people come in you largely make a decision on kind of the first four bars say mm. so imagine if you've pitched the start of a really slow song and nothing really has happened. You've just wasted like 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. You've just absolutely wasted it. Like find that bit of the song where it comes alive and just start there. It doesn't matter that we might not know the context of the two minutes before the song. Mm -hmm. We just want to see like the rounded performance. So that best 16 bars is great. I and agree. prepare your music that's such a big massive one oh, yes um, like we were I always learned uh to celebrate your music together um lay it out beautifully don't take the book in from the show don't take the whole of cats in when you're going to sing 16 bars because mm. no one wants to be fiddling with all those pages and if you go in and don't sellotape it what is the, what's the pianist supposed to do when he's sat by a window with a little breeze yeah. like just use your mind use your brain um it just shows that you didn't think it through mm -hmm. and anyone employing anyone in a show taking on clients in an agency they're gonna want to know that you are going to like you you've got it and you understand the bigger picture and you're making life as easy as you can mm. for the people that are giving you their time to, to hopefully like try and take your career further. Definitely. So I want to play a little game with you, Mel. This game is called Audition Styles, but I've put in brackets as an agent. But that's a lot easier because I haven't performed that, That's why I wrote it. I'm very kind. Apart from to my two children every day, they get, they get three-act performance. Let's, let's talk about, um, quickly though, Rupert has been in his own career. Ah, yeah. Yeah, he's been Start in... Start them yeah. young, Mel. Yeah, in a skincare commercial at six months old, bless him through TTA but yeah it's just it, he absolutely showed me do you know what being on the other side like kind of as a parent and not showcasing myself 
you're able to take a step back, kind of watch the whole thing unfold at an audition and um, actually on the job. And that also was a very valuable experience mm. because I know that I, if, if it was me being hired, I would have felt totally different to like, obviously Rupert six months old didn't, didn't even know. He, we went to Poland. He didn't even know he was like in Poland. He, he didn't know there was 50 people filming him whilst he was trying to go to sleep and in the bath with loads of crew around him and stuff. Like he just, he just didn't know and kind of, that's a nice perspective to have like Mm. just bring yourself Mm. to an audition to a job bring yourself and let the rest happen whereas I'd have been stressing going oh is my acting in the bath good enough am am I being believable in the bath you know like you'd you'd be like am I focused am I I doing the acting that I'm supposed to be doing yeah rather than just being a lovely time I think that is part of it just go and have a lovely time enjoy yourself that's one I didn't mention earlier go to an audition and enjoy Enjoy yourself Mm -hmm. fabulous so as an agent these audition styles for your clients it's a quick fire round here we go imagine me okay imagine just thinking of me okay yeah I've gone to an audition would you rather feedback or no feedback um so sorry as an agent would I like to give feedback or not no as in but I've never (laughs) okay thanks that's all for today um no as in like say for example let's just imagine well, you are my agent. I was going to say, imagine you're my agent. Imagine, <laughs> okay. Mel. Try really hard. Um, imagine you're my agent and I've gone yeah. to auditions and yeah. I've gone to an audition. Right. Would you like, as an agent for your client, would you, you like to feedback? Okay. So, um, yes, I would like feedback. I feel there is a time and a place. If you are going in for... 20 rounds for our West End show Mm. and the first round was a big dance call and you got cut I mean text me yeah that that's fine um obviously there's always that things can go wrong and you might need to talk then everyone knows fine if you need to call me but like we're super busy if you can text text but obviously when you get on to like round 19 of 20 mm. I want to know exactly what happened exactly what was said to you um and kind of how you felt it went mm. um because I think at the end of the day we should I say support each other but as an agent you want your client to do well you mm. need to invest your time and kind of care in them Uh, and no like for you for example I know like my experience as an agent you are a girl that doesn't mess up oh thanks so I feel like everyone messes up in auditions but not Harriet Harriet doesn't mess up Harriet is the girl that will ring me after an audition and she it will be about what they said after mm. you sang as opposed to what you did because and, and that's a great way to be because I just yeah. know you did Harriet you did Harriet yeah. Harriet sang and 
Harriet did a great job. She didn't, she didn't let herself down. She definitely didn't let anyone else down. And, and that's great. Let's talk about what they said and try and get to grips with what's going to happen. And we're always wrong. So. Oh, oh my God, Mel. I mean, let's not, I, I'm not going to divulge some of our <laughs> hypotheses and theories and things, but oh I feel like we're always wrong. And then well, we discuss a scenario when it's always something else because you just don't know what's. I, I had a really intense experience once and I remember ringing you and being like this is what was said and then I got a final after it and I was I was honestly thinking like this is the end of this yeah you just don't know there's always a place in London where I go and call you Mel it's by the Starbucks reserve in Leicester Square and there's like a car park and bin area and I circle it and circle it on the phone to you (laughs) and I must say there's been some phone calls where we've been on the phone for about 40 minutes 45 minutes (laughs) so sorry no but sometimes things need to be discussed but again it's kind of knowing yourself as a performer whether it warrants a conversation or not I guess and I'm just thinking of all, all this stuff to change everyone's lives with believe in yourself like don't go to an audition thinking that you're probably not going to get it because you're probably not good enough Mm. believe you can smash the song that you picked because you picked a song that you sing really really well and just go and do it don't overthink it just go and do your best Uh, just don't tell yourself anything less because there will be people in that room that will do it better than you if you think you're not going Mm, definitely is it okay to tell your agent because I know I've done this actually with you before. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's not that bad, but it's, it's, a, it's a Harriet Mullen question. I've probably asked you the strangest questions as a client. Um, is it okay to tell your agent that you didn't like the panel and that you wouldn't want to work with them? Yes. Um, again, it, it comes back to that relationship you, you have with the client. So if I, like, if I get on really well with my client, um, and I feel like we have a good understanding of each other and you're gonna turn around to me and say, that was a terrible audition. Like, I feel like I, I did my bit, but they weren't very nice. And they said this and this, and there was someone sat in the waiting room who was very upset. And like, you know, you've paint, you're painting a yeah. bigger picture of a situation that was not good then that is helpful because as an agent, Mm. I'm going to look further into that then and send an email to production and Mm. see what's happening and Mm. what what event has occurred. So I, I do, I feel like, and again, it comes down to that honesty, I would rather know than not know. The worst thing is when something goes down, uh, which is hardly ever but historically things happen from time to time and somebody contacts me and my client hadn't mentioned it like that's the worst Mm. like come and tell me yeah definitely definitely sometimes like when you get to the 55th recall and you have to prepare three parts of a monologue or three scenes or something and two songs and you had a day to do it like sometimes this happens and you just get loads piled on you and you turn up for the audition and they go oh can we hear 
your own song and you didn't bring your rep folder mm. which does it has happened historically or something similar you know and then so a casting director will email me and go oh it was lovely to see so and so today like their prepared material was really good unfortunately they didn't bring their rep folder and I, I'm just like I had no idea I would rather yeah, be on, you know I'd rather be on my toes with that and know what has happened I can think of a situation where I had a final and had to learn like two monologues overnight and you had correspondence with the panel and said like is it okay if she's not off book I remember that one and that was a really good situation and then the next day the casting director said you can have your your lines in front of you yeah so it's super appreciative as well of your effort because it's super difficult to achieve that in in a night Mm. and we are all only human we are That's so true. Back to our audition styles. Do you prefer your clients to audition for casting directors that you know or that you've never worked with before? Um, I mean, the the industry is pretty small. So um, people, new people crop up, but generally there's Mm. more often than not, there's a story. So they were a casting assistant for somebody Mm. and now they're on their own or something like that. So you've actually known of that person but I wouldn't say I prefer either, really. It's, it's nice to know who's calling you up, like to think you have a bit of a relationship with the casting director, but it really doesn't, I don't know, does that help? It doesn't really, ha- it doesn't really matter to me either way. And do you prefer to have multiple clients up for a role or just one? Um, just, oh, that's a tricky one, Harriet. Sorry. Um, I mean, if it's a huge role and you've got five people going for it, then you've got a, a better chance that somebody is going to get it. Mm. Um, so that's that's good. But at the same time, like when you were down to the last few for Scylla, mm. I don't, I, the anxiety. Oh my God. <laughs> I needed, I felt like I needed to give you my time. And if there'd have been three people up for that role from TTA, yeah. uh, that would have been hard work because there'd have been three different stories coming out at, all the time. And oh yeah, God. it would have been super hard. I think maybe it's, it's easier to keep it just one Simple. yeah but and it's rare like why why are you representing five sillas like I would say as well like as so an agent true. yeah as an agent I might I might put three girls up for a role because they've all got an edge of something but that edge will be different mm. like, imagine if so I had right. five Harriets they'd all be buying for your attention <laughs> you only need one Harriet Mel okay yeah absolutely you only really need one of anyone so yeah um also last two questions in the game do you prefer open or closed auditions for your clients closed closed um yeah closed is best am I supposed to elaborate was this supposed to be a quick fire round it's okay it's fine I've only got one more game after this so it's totally fine I'm loving it the content is there I'm no I, I feel I feel like um closed is better because you know that that client has been looked at and their reels have been watched and they are there for a very specific reason as opposed to, again, sometimes as a performer, 
what you want what shows you want to be in sometimes can override what show or what role you are suited to so sometimes when you're going for opens you can be going in a bit blind but when it's been when it's been channeled a little bit and people have already looked at you Mm. nine times out of ten that is more productive and as an agent do you prefer your clients going for short contracts or long contracts or do you mind Generally, the bigger, well, the bigger jobs like um, West End mm. uh, touring productions, international stuff, cruises, they are longer contracts mm. for a reason because of like the, the massive rehearsal periods. Yeah. And that they they want to invest time and energy in, into specific cast mm. members, things like that. Um, I would say longer contracts um, and you feel like you're on a journey with a client that's in a longer contract. Yeah, I think longer contracts are the dream. Amazing. Yeah. And do you feel more attached to your client getting a certain role if they've had a longer audition process? Not necessarily. Uh, no, I would say with with you, as we always discuss, there's always a story to tell like there is always but I think it's because you don't you 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 don't sit inside a casting box yeah so you always say I've got a story yeah but there always is there yeah. always is it's never it's never a smooth easy process no. but it's always worth the ride whereas there are some people that I think go into an audition room some clients are just exactly what someone is looking for and they know maybe from the first round that they wanted them and then by round three it's signed, still delivered. But then it's still a joy to kind of do that journey mm. with them. Yeah, I think it's kind of horses for courses. Fab. I'm going to ask you one question, then we'll we'll do the final game before we go. I just wanted to know, Mel, how you went from being a performer to being an agent. What was the process? Wow, this is fairly ridiculous. Um, So I was a performer doing part-time teaching work, like a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And my bosses, who are the directors of TTA, but they were, they run a part-time stage school across Hertfordshire out actually and other places they were saying that they were looking for this this is like a you story (laughs) they were looking for a finance assistant I think in the office and I knew of another girl who I thought I might quite like to work with, who was in the office and had just started, which is now Tony, who is the children's agent. Oh, I get on really well with Tony. Yeah. Um, I thought, well, if Tony can do it, coming from a similar background in the office, then maybe I can. I didn't pay too much attention to the fact that it was like a finance job and I have absolutely nothing to bring to that table apart from a B at GCSE Maths. Um, but because I knew Andy and Warren, I um, just said to them one day at school at the weekend, I said, um, I see you're advertising for the job and I think I'd really like to go for it. I think I approached Andy and he laughed. And I was like, no, honestly, like I think I'm reasonably intelligent. I was quite good with my B at maths GCSE, yeah. somebody that never really applied themselves. Like if I'd applied myself, I probably could have got better. <laughs> 
So I, I just said, look, I, I think I'm, I'm a nice person to work with in an office. I can make tea and I really like your dog that was dotty at the time. So I was like, can you just pull me in for an interview, please? And he was still laughing, but in the end he did it. Mm. And he sent me, oh, it was horrible. Like he said, can you use Excel? And I was like, oh, absolutely. And then uh, I live with my friend who has a big serious job in in the city. Yeah. And I was like, can you please teach me everything you know about Excel tonight? Yeah. Um, and I was watching YouTube videos. Oh. And um, I mean, it was just a disaster. He put a spreadsheet in front of me and he got all these like potential finances in in a spreadsheet and there was like 10p missing somewhere like he's like you've got 20 minutes find the 10p and I was like oh I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I actually didn't I couldn't do it no (laughs) so he then talked me through it and said "Uh, this is where you've messed up and I was like cool okay walked out of there thinking no no way but Andy and me got on really well and I think he just saw that in time like I, I could assist and in time something else might come of it and um, with my performing background and yeah gradually it it did it happened do you think it makes you a better agent because you've been a performer what are you gonna say because I did the final <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah. I did do that for probably about eight or ten months <laughs> Yes, Mel, I never knew that about you. Um, it, I feel like it definitely makes me a better agent because I understand firsthand what it's like to stand in front of a panel and kind of express yourself and be really open and mm. honest to people. Like, that's scary. And I think yeah. if you've never done it, you just won't understand what that's like. Um, and things like oh, you've got a night to learn three massive monologues because let's face it Harriet it was three yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the, the fear that you if you've never been made to learn stuff yeah quickly, you, you won't know no I you, know you, you just won't know what that's like so yeah for me I feel like it makes me a better agent because I've lived it yeah um, yeah you're good with song choice as well and also you will advise me on things like headshots and like what to wear what you want from the photos it's not just like can you just go and get a couple of photos you you're quite oh gosh and that is what I thought it was when I was a performer I was oh I'll just get my uncle to take some photos because I actually got my uncle to take my first set of headshots and he was, I don't know what you call it, he was like a photographer for an estate agent. So he he took photos of houses and that was his living. So he was a photographer, but he certainly wasn't a headshot photographer. And he took my first ever graduating headshots. And you just think now, I spend all day long looking at headshots, Mm -hmm. looking at clients that I represent headshots, looking at at people that I don't know is headshots that are applying mm. to the agency looking in programs at headshots yeah but, and it's I believe unless you spend all day doing that you you kind of have to learn to look at headshots mm. and you you learn what is a good headshot and what's not a good headshot so headshots are a vital one but can you put into words how what is a good headshot and what is not for me headshot needs some vibrancy it needs to capture your best features so like for you and I know I've said it before I would want to see the color of your hair because that's a very distinguishing feature 
if you've got dark hair and a beard, say, and you're stood in like moody setting, like a grayish dark background, that's not going to work for me because you're going to look like one big beard, like with two, with two little eyes. Like it doesn't work. And, and yet you've got a great look, but yeah. you just look like a big walking beard. Go somewhere where there's good light. Um, and some of my favorite, well, I've got two favorite photographers. I think it'd be unfair for me to mention who they are, but they're both quite into the kind of moody uh, setting, but it's, there's a time and a place for it. And they also kind of take you on a big cycle of light. So you might, you might start in a moody setting, but then before you know it, you're outside and you're really well lit. And yeah. then you have a white background in a studio again, and you're really well lit. Um, and again, it's just knowing what you are bringing to the table and making sure you're with a photographer that knows what you can bring to the table and brings that out in headshots. Mm. And again, show your personality, wear stuff that you like to wear within reason, Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God's sake. I really, really wanted to wear that iridescent jacket to my next headshot. But yeah, don't just wear black. If you're a big, like, fruity, colourful person, don't... <laughs> Don't just wear wear your black t-shirt because that's boring and you're not going like if you're not a serious uh, like classical actress Mm -hmm. that just does classical acting leave your black t-shirt at home Mm -hmm. like wear something else but no to polo necks turtlenecks no 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 can't bear it I didn't know that before we finish I've just got a couple of questions I've got like a game I normally play never have I ever um one of my questions was do you prefer text email call from client but I we think we've established text yeah it, it really depends yeah. there's a time and a place and um, all, all my clients are on whatsapp like with me so we just most things can be done quickly via whatsapp um but then there's a time when I need to talk to all of them so have you ever guessed or predicted an outcome not with you um (laughs) (laughs) no it's do you know what it's so hard it's so it it's really tricky to know what anyone wants ever that you've just got to try and put your people that are most suitable for it and hope that um the casting team production company see the same thing but you can put your client forward that you think is 100 percent the one and they don't see the same thing so yeah we just got to base submissions on facts Mm. and let the rest take over I suppose is there anyone you call when you get good news about a client because I always ask people who they call after an audition but what's it like for you when you find out your clients booked a job I call two people I call my partner who is an electrician and over time he has learnt to love shows (laughs) shows <laughs> and he's really embraced it bless him and he hears all about the dramas of the theatre industry yeah. and sometimes you can see he really isn't that interested but he gets it anyway um and my mum because my mum was a big stagey mum and always wanted me to be a wonderful performer and I feel like she shares in the success that I share of yeah. my my clients she enjoys it 
I remember like with you when I told her that you were going to be in Scylla she was overjoyed because obviously she's of the generation of all that music and and she just thought it it was the best thing ever oh yeah she really did she she thought it was wonderful and um I think there was either there was a little article in the newspaper about it and she sent it to me in the post oh love her love her Oh, that's so lovely. And I've also, following on from that question, do you get as much excitement from past performing life and being on stage? Is that now kind of like transferred into excitement for seeing clients on stage? Is it like, like you mentioned about the shared experience or is it just totally different feeling? No, I think it's very similar feeling. It's the strangest thing to explain, but I remember when I drove up to Hull to see you and that was like four and a half hours or something and pregnant as I always am um, (laughs) and got there and just remember waiting for the show to start and it's just the best feeling when you see your client on stage I I don't know it just I get I get all the feels I get the adrenaline it yeah it's there, there's nothing better I don't think I think that's that's why we do what we do isn't it otherwise um I'd, I'd go get a job somewhere else but I can't because this is it's the one that's yeah. why we are who we are amazing and finally do you have as an agent any superstitions at all about like you know if I highlight this person's name in pink they'll get the job or if oh I <laughs> anything at all no, all I would say is def- it's not superstition is that as an agent, you have to get stuff done. Like you can't, as an agent, you can't say, oh, I'll do that in an hour. Mm. Um, and like, like you said, oh, I'm, I'm good at, if I get feedback from a casting director, I will pass that on and I will pass it on quickly. Because if I don't pass it on quickly, mm. someone else is going to take my attention yeah. and, and I'm going to forget mm. or I'm going to run out of time in the day. Like, so when something happens, it's, it's just being really good at getting stuff coming in, throwing it back out. Like stuff comes in for clients, throw it out. Stuff comes in, throw it out submissions on spotlight do Mm. them like you just got you can't stop no amazing mel thank you so much for your time today thank you i I normally end with a piece of advice from my guest but i feel like there is so much that you've put into the episode that i don't really i don't think there's any look at all my like (laughs) crossings out ticks and notes and everything ah there's just one before we go can you say no to your agent Yes, absolutely, you can. Again, generally, the better you know a client personally, you're not going to get the no's. Like everybody has their limitations, things that they will and won't do. And I, I feel, I feel like I don't really get no's. But then there are exceptions. Sometimes I might put you up for a show for different uh, religion or a belief or something that you feel really strongly against then of course you must say no yeah you must never get involved in something that you don't believe in or that you're really against Mm. absolutely not but but yeah if if it's something that is kind of affecting your daily life then absolutely come and say no but generally you won't need to because your agent will understand you fairly well anyway so true so true Mm. 
Well, Mel, thank you so much. I All I have to ask now is for you to say our outro, which is thanks. That's all for today. Um, thanks. Oh, <laughs> you got the job, Mel. Um, I'll stop talking. But um, if you could just say thanks, that's all for today. That will sign us off nicely. But thank you so much for chatting with me. I was like, yeah, we'll be an hour. But um, sorry that it overran. But it was so nice was to talk. No, it's lovely to talk to you. So lovely to see you. I'll let you do the outro and then I will stop recording. Thanks. That's all for today. Woohoo!